Living Corporate is brought to you by Doximity. Over 90% of graduating medical students join Doximity to use our tools before earning their doctoral degree. As medicine's largest network, there's an elevated level of responsibility to everything we do. We don't take that responsibility lightly and are committed to working towards a more equitable world inside and beyond our virtual office walls. If you want to learn more about Doximity, make sure you go to your app store, type in D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. That's D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. This is Including You, the new series from Lead at Any Level. Including You features stories from chief diversity officers and other executives who are creating inclusive cultures in their organizations. Our goal is to show what's working in companies just like yours, to give you the tools you need to keep pushing for progress in your own workplace. We want to create belonging and opportunity for everyone, including you. And now here's your host, Amy C. Wanninger. Welcome back to Including You. I'm your host, Amy C. Wanninger. My guest today is Tony Holmes. He's the Director of Talent and Diversity of United Way Houston, which transforms individual lives and brings long-lasting systemic change to tough issues. This nonprofit organization employs about 160 people in Houston, Texas. Tony, welcome to the show. Amy, thank you for having me. I am so glad to have you here. I love talking to people from all different industries, and I don't know that we've had anyone from a nonprofit yet, that we, at least not an episode we released, from a nonprofit like United Way, and so it's just neat to get different perspectives from different industries. Can you tell us why is diversity and inclusion an important focus for United Way Houston? Wow. Yeah, I'm glad to be a barrier breaker here for having nonprofits on. Um I would say that for United Way, diversity is important for our work because a lot of our work is lies in social services. And so when it comes to social services, a lot of times your end user is a person of color or it could be an individual that may be facing oppression, which is also a big, huge part of diversity. And so for our organization in our city, we are one of the most diverse cities in the country um, and a very culturally aware city as well. And so for United We Have Houston, we're positioned to really make change in the social services area, specifically when it comes to diversity internally and externally. And so diversity work is super important for us, and we're so excited to be knee-deep in the work and continuing to tread forward. And so when you're talking about a community service organization like United Way, you've really got your, your efforts in a lot of places, right? I've seen United Way campaigns in different cities, and there are just so many services an organization like yours provides. What are you doing internally around diversity and inclusion that's having an impact on broadly with the services that you provide or specifically internally to your 160 employees? Yeah, such a powerful question because internally is where we started. Internally is where we worked first. So when it comes to where we focused our efforts for diversity, equity, and inclusion, we added belonging to the ladder of acronyms also. So we focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And we started internal. And so what we did was in the fall of 2020, we launched a diversity cross-functional team where we opened the opportunity up for members of the staff that had served for longer than a year and wanted to make change within DEIB. And so we gathered together and we worked together with our officers team to create a framework 
for change. And that framework was open-ended. It did have a charter and that charter allowed us to have a, a base plan of action where we wanted to work around. And so what we did was create frameworks, create opportunities to engage our staff. So we engaged our staff around knowledge, evaluation, and self-awareness. And these strategies allowed us to teach the organization about diversity. It also allowed us to evaluate where we are as an organization. And then we promoted self-awareness for people to do learning on their own also. And we found that pretty helpful for getting started. And we started with knowledge, especially. We opened our doors to experts in different diversity fields. We invited them in to our all staff meetings and we did 12 months or so worth of all staff trainings where we had people come in and actually teach our 160, 120 participants in those various different all staff meetings. And so that's where we started internally and we're working to do more externally, but we know we want to have a certain level of commitment internally first. And so we've been focusing on that at each level of our organization. We break our organization up in three levels, which is core, which is our all staff, and then managers and directors. And we also have a board of directors also that is required by United Way Worldwide to participate in two hours of racial equity training. And so that's where we started and that's where we are and we continue to move forward every day. And how long have you been doing this work? I know you mentioned you did a 12 month long program. How long ago did this all start for you? So this all started for our organization, October 1st, 2020. And for me personally, I've been in the space for a while now with being boots on the ground, working in underserved populations for quite a while and just doing research because of my nonprofit experience and my nonprofit landscape. And then I'm also a doctoral student as well. And that program that I'm in has a lot of racial equity training and knowledge base that we utilize on a daily basis for the readings and the requirements for the program. I think that's fantastic. And so when you are, when you're engaged in this work internally, where your focus is, what does that allow you to do or be as an organization that you couldn't do or be otherwise? Wow, that's a great question. I'd say for us, the internal work really just allows us to take off the imposter syndrome, because if we're doing the work internally, then we can now proudly push out more services to communities of color and challenge our corporate partners to do the same. When we're doing the work, it also allows us to measure to see if we're actually making change and making successful strides towards this work. I know we'll talk a little bit about what measurement looks like for us also, but for our organization, we find it important to walk the walk. We walk the walk in our hiring practices. We walk the walk in our equity lens is how we look at various different facets of our organization. And all that started with knowledge because we cannot move forward if we don't know what we need to know. And so we're rooted also in training our organization, our staff as well, including our cross-functional team and any other teams that do diversity work. We want them to be trained in diversity and not necessarily trained to become diversity practitioners, but trained in a way where they can at least feel like an ambassador or be able to have the knowledge base to talk about diversity comfortably so that we can push out the same message for our organization. Yeah, you mentioned measurement, and I want to come back to that in just a second, but you also mentioned something about engaging your corporate partners. 
is that a typical relationship or is this something unique to United Way Houston? I think for us, it's more of a partnership where we co-collaborate with our cor corporate partners. A lot of our corporate partners have been doing the work for quite a while. And so we work with a lot of oil and gas companies here in Houston, and many of them have requirements in the DEI space that we can glean from and learn from. And we can also position ourselves to share that information with our agencies and nonprofit partners in the community as well. We also look at um, how we can position ourselves to extend our reach so that we can have even more donors of color making a difference and being able to participate in United Way programs and United Way opportunities to give. And so we use diversity as a lens to do many different things before our corporate partners. What we do is it's probably more of a brain share. We've opened our doors to our corporate partners to come in and talk about diversity from a philanthrop philanthropic standpoint and also from a corporate standpoint. And many of our donors that participate with the United Way, they also participate in other organizations also. They participate in their communities, in their churches. And so when we're able to house those, op those offerings and those conversations internally, we're able to extend our reach, which makes the mission of diversity work everlasting because now we're really systemic by being able to be in different communities, different corporate organizations, and also in different nonprofits too. Excellent. Thank you for clarifying on that. I'll go back to the measurement question. You said that you have different measures of success. How are you measuring success in this work? What metrics do you look to? Are there hard metrics, quantitative, qualitative metrics? Is it more storytelling kinds of data? What are you looking at and how are you holding yourself accountable? One thing for sure is that we definitely survey our staff so that we can find out if it's working. We ask specific questions so that we can get, as you mentioned, storytelling. We get stories. We get understanding of where staff are in the work of diversity. It's not a one, one size fits all or one shoe fits all. It's really each individual person. And so self-awareness goals is a huge part of our work also. We quantify how much time we spend doing diversity work. We count how many hours we participate in knowledge sessions for our all staff meetings. We also count how much opportunity we share with organizations for them to individually participate in diversity work. I'd say another measurement is, like I mentioned earlier, our board is required to do two hours of racial equity training. And we have more measurements that we plan to roll out down the road to also allow our staff to have more trainings on an individual level as well when it comes to diversity work. Um, what we ultimately hope to have is an organization that has a pretty strong knowledge base of what diversity means. The walk is different for each individual person. So we have had staff that are not ready to have certain conversations. And then we have had staff that say we're not doing enough. So we have to find a balance and you have to find an approach that makes diversity a word or a buzzword that doesn't have a negative connotation. We don't want to offend people, but we also want to be honest and truthful about the work of diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's how we work to build our measurement practices, and it's an ever-growing, ever-changing process, and we're excited to continue to walk down the road and continue to find new measurement strategies that really allows us to hold our organization accountable. I love that you include the self-awareness piece as one of the areas to measure, because I think self-awareness is one of those things that if people don't have it, they obviously don't know it. And so when, when we talk about diversity and inclusion at the individual level, a lot of what we can change from a policy perspective is behaviors. 
we can try with training and education to, to change attitudes, but getting that feedback from individuals about their own behaviors and attitudes is probably very telling in how effective the entire program is overall. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, because with self-awareness, it's how you individually respond to DEI. And so if you have a poor response individually, then that that collectively pulls down the results across the organization. And so we believe that if you can individually start to make the tracks and walk down the space of diversity for your own individual self, then everybody wins. So from a behavioral standpoint, you have to look deep within yourself and try to figure out how this work resonates for you, what's coming up for you, what is, what's blocking you from walking down that road, what support can the organization provide? What kind of trainings do you need to see? And all that information allows us to go back full circle and retrain our staff on what's missing and what gaps lie. And so that's super important for us because if we can be an organization that's behavioral based when it comes to DIB, then now we can walk the halls together and look each other in the eye and have a more even deeper understanding of our cultural awareness and cultural sensitivity. So as you're doing this work and you're seeing this progress, I know that the work is never done because there's always, there are new people coming in that need to be onboarded and assessed and trained and educated and managed through these processes. But aside from just continuing to operationalize what you've done so far, what do you see as the next initiative or the next level of success for United Way Houston in this work? I think what's next for us is going to be cross-collaboration across the United Way network. So we want to be able to partner with our United Way partners across the country, even across the world that are doing DEI work. We also have our conversations with the United Ways of Texas so that we can work statewide and regionally also. Do we currently have an opportunity to sit on United Way worldwide calls within diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we are able to hear what's happening across the network, which really makes our work even stronger because we can thought partner with other organizations, but we want to bring them in-house so that we can um, pair up and really work together to not only make our United Way of Houston stronger, but make our United Way of world of worldwide stronger also. So the more that we can brain share, the more that we can thought partner I think that's what's going to be key for us going down the road. So not only are we not reinventing the wheel all the time, but we're also using practices that work in real time. And then hopefully we can share that with our community and our nonprofit and corporate partners as well. So we can see what's working across the country and make it happen here in Houston. This is such an important piece is this best practices sharing and sharing what's working so that other people can pick it up and examine it and adapt it to their own environment. And I love that you said that because that's really what this show is about, is talking about what's working well so that others can be inspired and also take action because inspiration is not quite enough. You have to actually go do the thing and take action. Tony, I wanna thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your journey with United Way Houston and what you're doing that's working. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow Lead at any level on LinkedIn and YouTube. Then join us for Including You video simulcast every Thursday at noon Eastern. Including You can also be enjoyed each week as part of the Living Corporate Audio Podcast series. 
available on all major podcast platforms. Learn more at living-corporate.com. Including You is brought to you in part by Lead at Any Level, a boutique training and consulting firm improving employee engagement and retention for companies that promote from within. Lead at Any Level. Leaders can be anywhere and should be everywhere. Learn more at leadatanylevel.com. Lead at Any Level and its logo are registered trademarks of Lead at Any Level LLC. The views and opinions of guests on our show do not necessarily reflect the positions of Lead at Any Level, Living Corporate, or the sponsors of Including You. That's it for this week's episode of Including You. Join me next week when my guest will be Paris Jefferson from Full Stack Academy. Living Corporate is brought to you by Textio. Today's top talent is everywhere, representing everyone. And our work environment should reflect the level of inclusion to meet that standard. Textio achieves this in building more equitable company cultures through the language we use in our job postings. That culture is formed one hire at a time, making the words we use to reach more diverse candidates all the more important. Our advanced language insights and employer brand content is what drives our mission of inclusion. Through our industry-leading application of artificial intelligence and machine learning, we're able to widen companies' reach in finding and building upon the very diverse talent that empowers a culture of belonging. Every door should be open to every qualified job seeker. Again, that's Textio.